Welcome to My Soul Dog Podcast with me, your host, Stephanie Nillis. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I don't like to cook, but I do love my dogs. So sit right there while we discuss all things dog training, hydrotherapy, tips, tricks, and everything in between. Welcome back. It's so nice to have you here again. I am grateful that you are spending some of your valuable time listening to what I've got to say. I'm just huddled around my mug of cider. I've switched from coffee, which I start out in the morning, and then there is a certain time that I switch to my cider, and that's what I drink. And these days, with it being so chilly, I just drink cider after cup of cider after cup of cider. And in my fashion, of course, my feet are on my warmed up rice bag, and the puppy is sleeping. So we've got time to talk about pulling back. And what does that mean, pulling back? A lot of the inspiration for these episodes are from situations that I encounter every week. There's always something that comes up, a question that's asked, or a scenario that happens. And usually when things like that happen, it means that um, other people might have that same question or have that certain scenario happen in their life. So I always find it valuable to talk about it and hopefully you learn a little something as we go. So pulling back, um, this was inspired that from a video that I received and I was told to take a look at it and tell this person what I thought. So I watched the video and I don't know anything about this situation. I just have the video and it was told, tell me what you think about this video. I'm like, okay. So I opened up the video, I watched it, and it was of this dog walking on leash. It looked like a Mastiff or um, a Mastiff mix. Um, It was from the top down. The dog was walking on a leash, and um, what it appeared to me is that the dog had very low body language. The ears were low, the tail was down, shoulders seemed down. Everything um, led me to believe that maybe either the dog was kind of shutting down or had been severely reprimanded in the past. Um, The dog was not happily walking on a leash. It wasn't necessarily pulling on the leash. And um, I noticed it was wearing a prong collar from my best guess. Uh, which gave me the heebie-jeebies. As you know, I'm positive-based and I don't use any archaic tools, so no prong collars for this girl. And so the dog was wearing that prong collar. It was meandering along like a mastiff would. It looked like a young mastiff. And as it was walking along, it was just kind of bumbling along. There was no energy to this walk. And I heard that... And then I saw the owner um, pull back on the leash and the dog turned immediately. And then the person said, heel, in a very heel sort of voice. (laughs) And the dog started walking again. And when I noticed that the dog was walking about three feet in front of the person. 
which usually when people think of heel, you think of it being right by your side. So I reported back, these are the things that I saw. Um, I did not see any rewards also. It was just someone yelling out heel to the dog and pulling on the leash and uh, that's about it. Um, and so I had to ask, what exactly do you want me to be looking for? This is what I saw, but I need to know more about the situation. I need to know more. I need to pull back my lens and know more about what's going on. Because having a snapshot and a short video does not tell the whole story. If we've learned nothing else from social media, we know that things are not always what they seem. Just because you see a short clip, just because you see a photo, does not necessarily mean that that is what is going on in the background. So let that be something that just resonates with you. As you're looking at dog body language, just kind of remember that and go, I need to pull back and look at the big picture. Because I don't know, let's say, did that dog just get up from a nap and just start going and it's a little bit sleepy and it's waking up? I don't know if that dog is not feeling well. I don't know how old that dog is. Uh, it looked to me like it was a young Mastiff, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was a nine-year-old Mastiff. I doubt it. But let's suppose I don't know and nor would I put money on it. I need to pull back and I also need to just ask all these questions. What is it that you want me to know? Were they working on something? Because I can just give my opinion of what I just saw. These are the things that jumped out in my mind. None of which could be true, minus the prong collar. And the person did say heal and then also did not follow through with the expectation. So I guess the things that I saw were actually happening, to be fair. But what else was going on? And what is it that you wanted me to really answer? Um, and, you know, there was another thinking about pulling back and asking more questions about the big picture, looking at the big picture. Another example would be when dogs are playing. I often have people who get quite nervous seeing dogs play if they don't have a lot of experience watching dogs play. It's one thing when you're watching it on TV or you're watching it on the computer, but if you're watching your dog play in real time, if you don't know dog body language, it can be a little bit scary and a little bit tense. And sometimes when the dogs vocalize during play, that can make people really tense. And they go, oh my gosh, is something wrong? And I'm like, nope. Uh, everything else, everything else points to the direction that the dogs are having fun. If the only thing I looked at was dog vocalization, I could not give you... It any kind of opinion on if the play is good or if the play is bad. If I only got an audio clip of dogs being audible when they're together, that is not enough for me to go on to make a determination if this is healthy play or not healthy play. I need to pull back my lens 
and look at a, what else is going on. So that might be, are they chasing one another and the second dog is barking out of frustration? I know a dog who is a hound and very verbal. She's a hound. She's very verbal and she's bark, 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 bark in her play. Now, if I just took that, people might go, oh, I'm really uncomfortable with that. And you're like, well, but if we pull back our lens and we see what's actually going on, she's just chasing after the other dog and she's barking and she's a hound. We know that they are more vocal. And so the other dog, it has really relaxed body language. They might even switch roles where the dog who was being chased is now chasing the other dog and they've switched roles. And so when I pull back and I also see things like play bows when their elbows go to the ground, that's a sign that things are going really well. Also, if I see any hip checks where the dog turns around and slaps the other dog with their butt, that's really healthy play. If I see nice loose jowls uh, and there's just spit flying and they're covered in DNA, each other's DNA, that is really healthy. When I see the dog's eyes blinking and that they're not just staring off at the other dog, that's a really healthy play. Um, also, play is going to be play, stop, and then they wrestle, 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 chase, 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 stop. And then they get going again. That's going to be really healthy play. But I need to see all of those things together to determine that this is going to be healthy play. Just a piece of the audible from the play will not let me know or give me enough information. Always pull back the lens. Another example is, I see a lot is when someone brings a puppy to me and I let them let's say play with Annika who's an adult very very healthy adult and she's not only she has very healthy play styles and so she will regulate herself very well I trust her completely so if she's playing with a new puppy new puppy parents are going to be quite timid if a dog's going to their puppy is going to come and play with an adult dog and maybe, and this puppy is going to be quite a bit smaller. Their babies are going to be teeny tiny in comparison to Annika. So once they get playing, they might get running. And maybe the puppy during play, it gets really exuberant. And Annika, you know, runs over the puppy. The puppy kind of stumbles and rolls a little bit. Um, if And does a little, maybe a yelp, maybe not. What I'm looking for, and, and the parents will be like, oh my gosh, my baby, you know, oh, I need to jump in and save them. Well, wait a second. If we only look at this puppy's been bowled by the other dog, it rolled, it might have yelped. I might, if I just stopped there, maybe I would jump in and save that puppy from harm. But oftentimes what I see when the adult dog is very, very healthy, what I will see is that that puppy might indicate to the adult dog that was a little rough and give out the yelp. The adult dog will adjust their play because they might have just got a little bit too far into it, a little bit much. But then that puppy 
goes racing after that big dog again. And I said, if your puppy were really offended by what just happened, your puppy would not engage in play again. I need to pull back my lens. I'm looking at both dogs because they're both telling each other something. They're communicating back and forth. If I only looked at the little puppy and she got bold and she yelped, everyone just freaks out. Well, wait a second. Maybe the adult dog adjusted her play. Maybe that puppy engaged in play again. Whoa, that is a whole nother scenario. That puppy just indicated that was a little rough. Please don't do that again. The adult dog said, okay, I'm really sorry. And then the other puppy said, no big deal. Let's get romping again. And it doesn't matter how, I find that the smaller the dog, the more problems that people are going to have. They re, they're like, oh my gosh, my little dog is going to get smushed to death. <clears throat> never in my history have I had a dog be smushed to death. That's never happened. Now, can puppies get hurt? Absolutely. And that's why I only socialize them with dogs who are really healthy. Let that be known. No, even Elizabeth does not go around every dog. No. I'm only putting her with dogs who are going to be healthy-minded as best as I can. Now, I also, she did have an interaction with a dog who I did not anticipate having a problem, but he did have a problem. And I did not make a big deal about it. Elspeth yelped, and that other dog was none too pleased. And I went, okay, so we just separated him, and I had a big puppy party at the end. And I went, yay! See, sometimes we do encounter jerks. Or dogs that are just in a bad mood. Come on, we're not always in, uh, you know, a good mood every day. So, okay, he was in a bad mood and you got your feelings hurt, but I'm going to have a little puppy party and I'm going to teach you that we can recover from this and then we can go on and we can have a really good time with some other dogs. We'll just leave him alone. We'll disengage. So we had a big puppy party and she is just fine. She has had many encounters with many dogs ever since that and she does beautifully and she her confidence was did not waver. I did not make a big deal about it. I just went, yay! You know, and we had some snacks and no big deal and let's just take a break from that little boy who just does not appreciate your presence. Got it. No big deal. So even in that scenario... I heard the puppy yelp. I looked at what was going on. I looked at the other dog. The other dog told me I'm not enjoying this. Elizabeth told me I'm not enjoying this. I intervened. And Elizabeth dodged out. And I intervened then. So I need to look at the whole picture. Lots of play. It's What's really funny is that uh, my sister is not super confident around dogs i know big shocker huh because here i'm a dog trainer but and she's not had any type of thing happen to her um but it's really uncomfortable if like off-leash dogs run up to her she often goes walking and if a off-leash dog comes running up to her no she does not feel comfortable about it no matter how friendly the dog is uh and she knows a few things but it it's not like oh look at you and pet 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 no she's like uh can you call your dog like I don't really want to be petting your dog right now so she has these hesitancies about being around dogs so now that we know this about her 
we could be on the telephone together and my dogs will tend to get into, you know, they love to romp and wrestle when you get on the phone. I think that's the same thing about humans and toddlers. Don't the toddlers like ask you for things when you get on the phone? They have so many questions when you're on the phone and you're like, excuse me. Like you had all the time to ask me about these things or show me this. And now I get on the phone and now is when you want to ask all the things. So, oh gosh, I feel like kids and dogs are just so similar. But anywho, so back to my sister, she and I will be talking on the phone and my dogs get to romping because I'm on the phone and they are really vocal in their play. I know each one of them intimately. I don't need to look and see what they're doing to know that everything's going well. I know them so well. I also know that they, they're very kind of regimented in their play. And this is why I can do my podcast now because everybody is sleeping. This is their mid-morning nap time. So I'm like, yes, I'll go record my podcast because I know no one's waking up for the next hour. So I'm on the phone with her. My dogs are playing and romping and wrestling and vocal and racing around. They're bumping into furniture and then they're vocalizing again and they're body slamming each other. And it is just good, clean fun. I'm walking around the house. I'm chatting with my sister and she pauses and says, um, Steph, do you need to go? Are your dogs fighting? (laughs) I'm like, huh? Are your dogs fighting? No. Would I be on the phone with you talking about what you want for Christmas if my dogs were fighting? I think I would be like, gotta go. (laughs) I would not be talking on the phone with you about Christmas stuff if my dogs were fighting. But again, she just hears this audible and it sounds terrible. They are eating each other's faces and absolutely enjoying it. It is very vocal. Emmy sounds terrible. She growls and grumbles and oh my goodness, she sounds atrocious. But she's having the time of her life, which is really hard with her being so vocal in her play that other dogs go, oh, that's a little off-putting. Then like Athena needed to warm up to Emmy to go, oh, you're just vocal when you play. Now they have a really good relationship, but it took a second for Athena to understand that Emmy's like this. But if, you know, if my sister just heard the sound of them being vocal during play, that could be really scary. It sounds bad to people who don't know. But we need to pull back that lens and go, what, do we, what else do we see? What else is happening here? Oh, they're wrestling on the couch and they're, it looks like they're having a really good time and both are participating. You're like, oh, all things are good. So I'm really careful to judge on just small snippets of things. I look around my dog And I go, oh, what else is happening here? I see you're doing X, Y, or Z. And I'm going to look around and see what else is happening that I can change for you because I either want to change your behavior or I want to see what is encouraging good behavior. And I will do more of that maybe. But I'm not just going to take everything at face value. I have to back up and look at the big picture what else is going on here? So some people might even say, uh, my dog is really having a hard time on leash. You know, it, this is they're pulling, 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 pulling. And I go, oh, well, um, okay, where are you walking? I'm just, I'm not going to just diagnose, oh, your dog is having a hard time on leash. It's like, okay, 
where are you walking? What time of day are you walking? What are you taking with you? That you know, what kind of um, harnesses or collars? What are you wearing? I need to know all of those things before I jump in and, and start giving them advice. I need to know more. And so I challenge you to pull back the lens and say, what else is going on here? What can I change? What do I want to stay the same? What do I want to eliminate? And what do I want to reinforce? What is happening? What is the other dog doing? What is my dog doing? And that does help you decide when you need to intervene. Because like I said, the dogs, you know, when they, especially when they start playing, there are times where I will step in that maybe one dog says, oh, I've had enough because some dogs tire out faster than others. And maybe it's a little older dog and then you have a really young one. So this would be happening even in my house. So maybe one of my seniors is playing with Elizabeth and they just tire out. They will exit and if she, and they might go lay down, let's say. So they will exit on their own, giving her the body language. I don't want to play anymore. And then I um, might hear Elizabeth barking. So I come out to see what's going on. I don't just yell at her for the barking. I come out and see what's going on. Oh, Saul left the play and he went to go lay down in his chair and she is still not done and requesting his presence at the play session. And so she's barking at him. I'm not just going to tell her, no, be quiet um, or think that she's reacting. I'm going to go, oh, I see you want to have more play and you're upset that Saul left and so you're vocalizing that you are upset. What else can I do to change a situation for you? I might engage with her. I might um, say, oh, look, Emmy's over here and she's doing this. Maybe I'll just point her to that direction and she'll go, oh my gosh, Emmy's still in the playgroup. Yeah, Emmy's still playing. Go over there because she's young and she has a lot in the tank. So go play with her over there leave the old man alone. I go ahead and intervene there. But I don't just go in and go, oh, she's barking. And that's annoying because I was doing this. I was folding the laundry and you interrupted me. No, there's a reason why I need to come and assess the situation and go, okay, what do I need to do here? What is actually happening? I'm not just going to take this at face value. I see that you need more play but we need to do it with someone else. That could be me or another dog. So think about that. Come and assess the situation. What other things do you see? Because a lot of times what the situation is is not actually the problem, Um, whether it be pulling on the leash, really a dog being really loud. Those are just the symptoms that are going on, but there's something at a much deeper level that is actually happening, and there are situations, there are scenarios that are going on, and we need to be little investigators and look around and see what else is going on and how can I help you here. So with that, my little investigators, go on and investigate. And while you're doing that, I will be over here working on a little side project that looks like it's going to happen. And I can't tell you what it is yet for fear that it doesn't happen. But this is something that I have been requested to do for a long time. People are like, oh, Steph, you really should do this. Oh, Steph, why haven't you done this? Will you please do this, Steph? And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And then there just happened to be a time here recently that I went, 
oh my gosh, I think I really should do this. And so I've been starting to build it. And I'm really, really excited to reveal it because it is so scary and it is so exciting. It's it's just absolutely both of those two things. And sometimes it's more exciting and sometimes it's more scary. Yesterday was really scary. Oh my goodness, there were so many words on a page that I didn't understand. And so I had to have someone translate what they meant. So I was really anxious about that, thinking, I can't even read this. It is a foreign language to me. And really, it was just lawyer talk. But um, anyway, so that was just a step in the direction of this huge project. Anyway, so I cannot wait to tell you about it. It's going to be really exciting. Um, It's going to be like nothing else that's around here. So um, I cannot wait. And it's going to happen very, very soon. You will not have to wait very long. So Stay with me and I'm going to be revealing it piece by piece by piece as we go and as I know more information. But stay warm out there and I just hope you have a wonderful day. And I challenge you to look for the good things that are happening and give attention to those things. It could be your car has started. Um, it could be the the heaters in your seat worked. Um, You got to work on time. Your cup of coffee is absolutely liquid gold. Um, Celebrate the little things and let the other shit go. Just let it go. Let's not even give it any of our energy, any of our attention. It doesn't deserve your attention. Let's just celebrate the good stuff today. All right, loves, I will see you again at the next podcast. Have a wonderful day.